and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Uh, I'm Simon and with me is Fraser. Hi Fraser, how are you? Hello, afternoon, afternoon. It's been a couple of weeks since we've since we've podded, but I can't, I mean there's not really been a lot gone on, has there, in the last couple of weeks in, in terms no. of Oxford United and football, has there? Well, 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 I mean, there, there was just the. Um, I think we we um, levelled our record ever away win uh, with a six nil against Crew. Oh, um, so yeah, there was the, there, was, there that. was that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But apart from from that, oh, there was the when we followed that up with a four one against Shrewsbury, didn't we? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, ten goal, ten goals yeah. in two games if you count that, in. Um, <laughs> um, well, we we had we had a pretty sort of satisfying comeback against a, a certain Scotsman. Um, uh, Steve Evans oh, uh, right. yes. that was that was yeah. the was it yeah. the 3-2 yeah. yeah injury time winner wasn't it yeah, yeah. but apart from yeah. from those games and, and yeah the, we just... yeah the the women and the women didn't they yeah the women's FA Cup they came back started playing got knocked out in the fourth round but you know they they did really well but, but apart yeah, absolutely. from all of that uh, yeah I mean, apart from Oxford football, outside of Oxford United nothing's happened no well, Apart from yeah, there was that Super League thing, wasn't there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they basically tried to bin the whole game off. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that thing. That. But yeah. but so apart from re- equaling our away record, uh, four against Rosebury, come back against uh, Steve Evans, him exploding, um, the women getting through two rounds of the FA Cup, getting knocked out by a worldie in the fourth round, uh, the start of the Super League and the finish of the Super League. Not a lot, really, in the last two weeks. What the hell have the Romans ever done for us? <laughs> exactly. So I guess we ought to kind of talk about it, really. Uh, so, yeah, th- three wins on the trot. Everybody's uh, excited, myself included, because I thought, yeah, we're going to catch the teams above us. So we had, yeah, I mean, the Crew game, the Shrewsbury game, the Gillingham game, crazy, wonderful. And then it all bounced back down to earth against Wimbledon. With a... Do you know, it's funny because we started those, um, the last time we did a pod, we kind of looked across the next three games, I think, um, not knowing that we'd, we'd do four, there'd be four games mm. before we could do another pod. But um, you, you did kind of think to yourself, we're going to have to basically win all these games um, to put ourselves in a spot where we could challenge for the playoffs. Um, and the first three of those games, it kind of looked like we were doing it yeah. um and, and and very convincingly i mean 6-0 the um it just felt like that just felt like one of those games where we could just score all night do you mm. know what i mean there's probably a joke in there somewhere yeah. <laughs> tim settle down settle down um and it was a really kind of first half an hour something like that we were okay but it was it was fairly level fairly even and then we just started scoring um, and we didn't stop. We sort of like I think I'm sure the five goal, the first five goals were scored either side of half time, but in the space of something like about about 15 or 18 minutes or something crazy like that. Um, but it was it was again it was us going on the front foot, which when we go on the front foot and attack teams, we look fantastic. And it's exactly what you're saying, really. You just it's one of those games. You know when you have a really hot summer's day and you kind of think. I don't think it'll ever rain again. <laughs> you watch one of those games and it was kind of like, I don't think we'll ever lose or draw again. We're going to win every game for the rest of, of uh, the, you know, history and no, history, the rest of time. Yes. Um, so that won't happen. But yeah, we just looked unbelievably sort of confident and in control and, and we came off the back of a defeat, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. So um, London and then Accrington. Um, yeah. Over Easter. Yeah. 
where there was kind of a, I don't want to say a depression around the club, but kind of a feeling amongst fans and, may, I don't know, maybe amongst club staff that it's probably a, a, too much of an arse now to get into the playoffs. Um, and then to answer, because I think I, I listened to the pre-match of that game and a lot of the talk was basically just, it's probably over, but then maybe there's an outside chance, but yeah, it'd be unlikely. Um, and then, to yeah, to go and answer that with a... With a six 0 was crazy, and wasn't it six different scorers? It was, and then the Shrewsbury <laughs> game was with four more different scorers. We 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 went those two games ten different scorers, which is, yeah, I mean some record, that's must just be amazing. I, I don't know. I mean, well, that's just insane. Yeah, I would I imagine mean, there are some teams that go through a season and don't have ten different scorers. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I mean, it's it, there was a bit of, um, I don't know what the word is, maybe not animosity. There's a bit of history with us and crew this year, isn't there? With the whole yeah. COVID thing at our place and, and attempting to play that game. I think we the attempt was made three times. We failed twice and then got yeah. it on. Yeah. Um, and then they, yeah, they I mean, did their tweet about leaving Oxford with a positive result. Um, oh, yeah. That first game. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, we uh soon soon I don't I can't think of a good joke there. Vaccinated that. No, that doesn't work. Yeah, we did we we yeah. If Liam was still on the pod he'd probably think of... <laughs> he would have come, up, uh, come up with something witty, which we failed yeah, to do. But yeah. The punnery but, would be all over the place. Hey, but, yeah, yeah. Well yeah. What else is there to say to be honest? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. and like you say, we we followed it up with Shrewsbury. We we you know, which was again fairly fairly routine and and at that point again we're looking like okay yeah nobody's going to beat this and no absolutely all positivity um yeah and a, a goal for someone we'll probably talk a lot about sam long mm. um who i mean he's kind of one of those you have to remind yourself he's a fullback <laughs> he's just a crazy amount of goals um uh, for, for a bit what is that three in those four games i think so yeah he's and I think Ruffles has two of them. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. The, the the goals, you know, you often look for your midfielders to chip in with, you know, five or ten goals in a season. Um, yeah. But for, for two full-backs to be there or thereabouts with that sort of, those sort of numbers and assists as well, you know, the, the yeah. number of goals that Ruffs has set up for Sam Long and vice versa is just ridiculous. It, but it's no, great it's to crazy, watch, you know, attacking yeah. full-backs is... As somebody who, who remembers standing on the beach road and, and watching Dave Langan um, flying down the down the slope and slinging crosses in, it, it's it's a throwback to those those sort of days where you've got fullbacks who can get forward and, and in the modern game that's kind of what people want from a fullback. They don't just want somebody who can defend and stay in their own half. They, you know, yeah. the modern manager wants fullbacks attacking and he, he's got that with both both players. Absolutely, yeah, and like you say, it just it just felt so routine. Mm. Well, I know it was only the second of a run of of wins, but yeah, it just felt like you kind of got to the end, and it a little bit cocky. You kind of thought, yeah, yeah, of course we did. Mm. <laughs> Which kind of that cockiness perhaps went into the start of the of the Gillingham game, where you know yes. we were again. <laughs> By sort of seventy minutes in, everyone's going. Well, that's the season over. We're rubbish. It's that. Not everyone, I accept. Yeah. But the social media age, where we can't, we're not at games and booing, not booing teams off. But you know, we'd be 
at 2-0 down, there'd be an awful lot of, Robinson, sort it out, and, you know, yeah, and yeah. groans and that sort of stuff. Um, so I guess because we're, we're not at games, we can't do that in the stadium. Yeah. We have to do it on social media. And, and yeah, midway through that second half against Gillingham, it was like doom and gloom. Um, we're rubbish, yeah. and why is he playing, and we should be sort this out. And sure enough, we sorted it out. Yeah, and I mean, there's been some... Um... Look, across the last year with COVID, I'm I'm subtracting, I'm I'm taking out obviously the people who've died and families that have suffered in, in among in, in this remark. But the things that COVID has made us miss, uh, that this is one of the worst. <laughs> this run to imagine if we could have been there to witness that, to to witness that comeback against Steve Evans. <laughs> oh, oh, and this stream of nonsense he came out with at full time that. Yeah. That they'd basically been Barcelona, mm. and and we'd kind of messed about, and we bought the refs, and what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, and uh, he's he, he's just an ass. A lot of things have happened in football, and you kind of think, well, you know, as a club, do you need that sort of attitude if if you're trying to set an example, if you're trying to, I yeah, I know footballers, if you, if well, often referred to as role models, and and that's you know. Perhaps not the. That's not their job. They're not. They're not there to to provide an example for kids. But equally, kids do look up to them. And and if you've got a, a convicted fraudster in your club who behaves has always behaved like that on the touchline, you kind of think mm, there's other managers out there. Maybe give them a try. Maybe give a young well, and... manager a go. Um, yeah. Not. And... Doesn't behave. Doesn't behave like that. I know. I know. Carl Robinson can be a bit. You know, gobby at times on the touchline, but I, he he never gets to Steve Evans levels. No, I don't think anyone gets to Steve Evans levels. Um, and I've been critical on this podcast of of Carl's behaviour sometimes, but it's nothing on Steve Evans. I mean, he's he's the. I remember. Uh, I don't know if it, if the Oxford Mail published it, or I'm sure it came from an official place that he was interviewed for our job when Wilder was. Which, uh, yeah, I'm glad, you know, mm. I wonder what would have happened the other way. Oh, yeah. But, um, I mean, you know, but weirdly, it can't be denied. Evans does seem to do well with some clubs. He yeah. does seem to always be in and around it. He's mm. got something about him that works. But he's, I just wouldn't want him anywhere near our club. No. And, and he's always, every time we play him, there seems to be something about him going on. Like, mm. he will say something after the game. He'll take issue with something. He's in the ref's ear. Or about something. It's never just a routine game against him. It's always something that he's said or done, or it becomes about Steve Evans. And yeah, I I I couldn't be bothered with that if he was our manager. Um, but but yeah, on on that's why it's even more painful that we had to miss um, kind of coming back from two goals down and 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 to do it in the ninety third minute, practically the last kick of the game, down the home end as well. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Why Long. have we had to miss that? <laughs> Two Sam Long goals. He, he just signed a new contract, yeah. I think, the week before. Uh, you know, everything about that was was would be the East Stand and the South Stand and the, and the North Stand just going crazy. It would yeah, just, oh, just absolutely going mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all, yeah. all positivity. So, yeah, yeah, a good anyway. one. Before we kind of move on on to the defeat. It, at Wimbledon earlier this week, we'll we'll kind of change tack a little bit um, and talk about the the women's team, their FA Cup run. Um, 
which sadly came to an end um, against Charlton at the weekend. But for for them to at fairly short notice be back in the FA Cup, you know that that FA Cup thing, um, you know. It, it, it was very much a short notice. Oh, right, you're back now. You'll be playing. You're going straight in the FA Cup, and it was, it was kind of, I don't know what the word is, not jeopardy. Um, no, um, what is it when they have penalties and it's uh, and it's one again after they get the to the five penalties, sudden death. Thank you. Oh, sudden death. Brain, yeah, yeah, brain yeah. Telling, yeah. yeah. So it was effectively, you know, sudden death for your season. You 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 come back. You're playing Cardiff City away. If you get through, you've got another game. If you don't get through, that's your season over. And and after about a week or ten days back training, um, and I know listening to Kath, who used to be on the Fence End podcast, hi Kath, um, okay. you know the 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 players came back. Um, they they'd had sort of training schedules to do at home and and, and on their own time, and, and apparently came back, you know, raring to go. They'd fit they they stuck to those sort of fitness regimes and all of that sort of stuff. So credit to them to be able to come back at such short notice, get a result against Cardiff, follow that up with one against Bill Ricky in the, in the third round and push Charlton, who are a couple of divisions higher to extra time and, and ended up getting beaten by a, a worldie, really. Um, yeah, a, a real credit to, to the staff there and the players to, to have done that. I don't know if you, did you get to see any of it? I know it was, some of it was streamed. Yeah. I've seen the highlights afterwards. I've seen the um, yeah, the as you rightly called it, a worldy um, goal. But um, yeah, it's 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 um it's been a really great part of the club. This well, since it's been around, it's been a really great part of the club, really, hasn't it? Yeah. They've 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 been really successful, um, and um, yeah, it's it's because like you said, they they the league campaign was actually cancelled, wasn't it? Yes, and yeah. and they've just been allowed to come back and play the cup, um, which. You know, we've done really well in and it's it's um it's definitely something I'm gonna um as I'm sure a lot of fans are going to gonna to go to a lot more next season when things are kind of normal because they play Oxford City don't they yeah and um, I think but... during sort of I think during the um the period of time when um, the the men's team weren't playing the women were I think if my memory serves me yeah. right and 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 that was open obviously with with covid certain covid restrictions masks and hand washing and that kind of thing but a lot of Oxford fans, I, I, I went to games and I know people who, who went to several games really enjoyed it and will be going back, you know, when, when things are back to normal. I think it's, yeah, it, it's a it's it's a growing part of the club. Um, yeah, who, I think we were going to be in touch as well with um, one of the regular fans uh, to see if we can get them on the podcast to sort of talk in depth about the cup run there and the... the and then next season, yeah, we did ask Kath, but it's not really allowed. No. <laughs> but I think we'll we'll certainly do that, at the, you know, in the lead up to to the new season. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But and I think um, the um, the flag of this podcast made its debut at the women's game, it, didn't it? It did indeed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's one club. It's yeah, it's absolutely. Same, yeah. You know, we, we look we look at the the academy and the, and the the age groups there that are doing well, and and we're bringing players through there, and, and equally the um, the women's team are part of the club. Um, yeah. You know, no, you're right, and I I must stop saying they when I'm referring <laughs> to them, and I should say we. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you you refer to the men's team as we, don't you? you so as if I as if yes. I contributed. <laughs> 
no, it, 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 uh, it is the yeah. They're part of the club. They're part of us. You know, if if they're successful, yeah. um, it's great. One one thing I will, I know it it got quite a bit of um of good social media. Um, and I know the Yellows Forum. Uh, there was a thread on there about it. Um, somebody decided they were called the Yellow Roses. Um, and and I mean, what's that? I know. <laughs> I think. It was kind of like, I, I saw that on a thread and thought, oh, how is that what they call it? I've not, not heard that before and kind of thought, hmm, is it? And, and sure enough, um, from somebody very closely connected to them, said, no, it's not a thing. They're not called the Yellow Roses. Somebody just decided on the forum, that's what they should be called. Um, it, that, it's the it's a cringy form of, oh, I don't want, you know. Yeah. Why, why, why roses? You know, there's, you, you kind of think, okay, there, there are, I think the, um, the English England women's team rugby are called the roses. I, I think they might be, but then the emblem of their badge is a rose. They're the red roses. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, okay. Yeah. You can be, why not be called that? That's, that's part of the badge. I mean, yellow roses are nothing to do with Oxford. I can't think of, any yeah. kind of connection there. If it was Lancashire or Yorkshire, you've got the Roses connection there. But uh, yeah, yeah, so um, you know, great that that people have been um, talking about them on the on the forum. But I guess let's let's not just call them because they're ladies, women. Let's not call them Roses because they're you know, yeah. fragrant. Down, or if uh, uh, oh god, just call yeah. them the Yellows or the U's. Yeah, like we would the men. That's that's a small. Well done to them, um, to, to yeah, us, absolutely, to yeah. we, as you said, Fraser. Yeah, well done. Yeah, absolutely. Since then and before the Wimbledon game, um, there was the the Super League. Um, <laughs> was there? I missed that. Yeah, I, the, I, somebody started a Twitter profile of things that have lasted longer than <laughs> than the European Super League, um, and two off the top of my head. One was a. An innings by um, Cook against, uh, I think, South Africa or Australia, something like that, where he, he batted for like two and a half days. Um, another yeah. one was Gemma Collins uh, in uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here in the Jungle. She she lasted longer in the jungle, but that was only about three days. So uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's quite an inch. If I think we probably have podcast. I think if you added all our podcasts up, they'd probably come to longer than the Super League lasted. Um, oh, well, they probably would, yeah. It was, I mean, it was just a crazy thing, wasn't it? Because when this came up, I, I first saw it on Twitter. Um, I just went on randomly on Sunday and uh, one of our contributors, Swiss Yellow, had said something about it. And I just thought he was venting about not liking bigger clubs, mm. which I'm all for that, I'm all for that. But um, it, it, then I kind of scrolled a bit more and saw all the stories about it and and I thought it was just another because they brought this up last year didn't they that they, they would they were kind of talking about it but this was actually uh, a note uh, uh, I don't know what it was they 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 notified us that they had signed up to it yeah kind the, of an official the, yes this is happening yeah and it um it's kind of it all just kind of came out of nowhere and I didn't quite know what to think at first and then you see the stories unravel and you kind of work out what this kind of means for the wider game, particularly in England. Um, and it's just, the whole thing is a car crash. And I, I don't, I, I mean, you know, I know that it's over in terms of the English clubs have, have now pulled out of it. But I think the ramifications of this have only just begun. We're nowhere near the end. And I'd be very interested to see what's going to happen now. 
um, to to those six clubs, or if if any punishment is going to be given out at all, mm. um, because let you know, let's have it right here. They didn't, they didn't suggest, they didn't come come to the rest of the clubs and say, um, we've had some thoughts. Mm. What do you think yeah. about this idea? They explicitly told us we are signing up to this, mm. um, which which basically means they're leaving the Champions League. They're not going to participate in UEFA. We then had uh, Man United's executive Ed Woodward resigned his positions at UEFA, so you know that says that they're, they're leaving the Champions League. Mm. That's what the intent was, and then the grey area comes in. What was their intention for the league? Now, I must say I kind of come down on the side of I don't buy that this wasn't put through a series of lawyers and and legal experts who would have advised them and said, look, if you do this. You're breaking Premier League rules. Mm. Um, you will probably be expelled from the league. And to be honest, I don't think the owners gave a shit about no, no, about right. possibly being kicked out. They didn't care because that's not where the when the two are put on the table. That's not where the money is. Amazingly, to say the Premier <laughs> League is not where the money is. Yeah. Um, you know, but I just think I think the whole thing is a travesty. I think the owners are lying shysters who because they hadn't run this by anyone didn't realize what the reaction would be they've repented that they've they've kind of gone back on this idea now because of the well because of the fan backlash mm. and it was such neg- so negatively received that i'd imagine any potential broadcast partners they had would have been put off by buying the rights you know this wasn't well, that, that was wasn't something, sorry to interrupt there that was yeah, something that sort of struck me about um a lot of the Obviously, Sky were very vocal um, with uh, Carragher and, and Neville talking very, very, you know, um, passionately against it. Um, now, obviously, <laughs> you wonder if Sky had had the broadcast rights, whether well, they would have been slightly less aggressive. But I think where where that comes from is you, the the clubs. I, I don't know this for certain, but you guess that the the recu- that the broadcast rights would be in-house. They would create their own Super yeah. League TV channel. Um, oh, I'm sure you know, they would. There yeah. are already, you know, Man United TV, Man City TV, Liverpool TV, Arsenal TV. There are already in-house um, channels, so they will cut out the... They're not going to maybe... You know, they'll, they'll want to get the, the income direct rather than through yeah. a middleman of Sky or BT or Amazon Prime or whatever it might be. So... I think that's perhaps where you know they were they were looking to to get their money was direct yeah. direct broadcasting. Yeah, you know, and I mean this um this you know I I supported what Gary Neville said and what Carragher said and and the general message from Sky Sports, but this idea that the Premier League and Sky Sports and UEFA and the Champions League are suddenly some sort of Arthur Scargill of football. <laughs> Come yeah. off it! Yeah, I mean, are you are we actually going to sit and pretend that they aren't the reason that greed started in the first place? Mm. I mean, you lot were the original greed merchants before um, before this idea came along, yeah. and like you say, I can't believe that there isn't an element of Sky being worried that they're going to be left out in the cold mm. here. Mm. Of course, there is, yeah. and you know, Sky. I guess, like you said, Sky. Sky's ultimate worry, or any broadcaster's current ultimate worry, is that the world now, well, te- the world of television now runs on streaming and on demand, and mm. the, the you know, football will eventually go the way of. I'd imagine being a streaming service, you pay a monthly thing and you get access to everything 
when you know in highlights packages and all that sort of thing. I, the 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 you know the kind of satellite broadcasting thing is is disappearing really, isn't it? I think Sky are being left out by the way technology and viewing is going and and i i appreciate their efforts and i agreed with them in their opposition to it but we have to acknowledge that part of their opposition if not most of it comes from the fact that they are a business they're you know they're run, i think they're owned by rupert murdoch aren't they uh, um, used to be i don't know if they still are oh they're not anymore no, okay right but, but yeah they're they're their objective like what one of the directors at one of the big six clubs said is to maximise their profits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 why they exist. They're a business. Mm. Um, uh, Sky Sports, I mean. Mm. I, I think that argument, when used in one of the clubs, is completely off. Because, yes, football clubs are a business, but we all know that they're so much more than that. They're they're parts of communities yeah. and they're steeped in history. And you know, to suddenly rip them out of that, I just think the whole the whole thing just stinks. And. The really telling thing for me is this must have been in the planning for at least a year where they've been having these conversations and then there must have been a word last week, let's go, let's do it. Mm. And UEFA confirming that Ed Woodward had called them on Thursday last week, so just a week ago from today, and said he supported the Champions League reforms. Knowing that this was about to come out. And it's interesting (laughs) what you were saying about, you know, how, how... Bad the idea must be for the Premier League and UEFA and FIFA to come out of it, like you say, like some kind of socialist left-wing government. Um, yeah, and it's it's I kind of taking those those two. Uh, let's take the Premier League and the Champions League slightly separately. Now, Premier League, at least the Premier League has sporting integrity. If you finish well, in the yeah, bottom three, yeah. you go down. You know, yeah. and if you finish in the top four, you. You know, you qualify for Europe. It's it's not done on any weird. Well, you you know, you finished in the top four for the last five years, so you'll get no. a few extra points and you'll finish above a team who actually finished above you. None of that. So there's there's pure sporting integrity in the leagues. You know, yes, there's a huge financial disparity, and and that's that's kind of maybe for another another question. But yeah, the, you're talking about the, the you know the UEFA reforms are quite an interesting one because. They're starting to edge towards awarding, you know, the big teams who've usually always been in in the Champions League. There's they're going to create some additional spots. So, you know, I I, I saw it um, on social media. Whether it's true or not, I'm not sure. But for example, a team could finish fourth and not get in the Champions League, but a team that finished fifth would because if that team that finished fifth had a better coefficient, they would get in. And, and for me, totally, absolutely right. It's one of the things with, well, <laughs> amongst others, the Super League, it's all, to have no relegation for the, you know, the, the 12 or 15 teams that they were talking about, you know, the, the founder members, to yeah. have no sporting integrity, no, that's absolutely wrong in sport. You, you for, we, you know, we're, we're talking a bit about looking at the last, our last, three games of the season and, and looking at points looking at are we going to go are we are we going to catch this team are they going to and if if that's not part of a league you know for 75% of the teams in it then yeah. then it, it just makes no sense and and no, that's the way the Champions me. League is just starting to tweak and go you know it's 
you've got teams in smaller leagues who finish top of their, you know, they are the champions in that country, but because that country is a smaller country, a less well-established league, smaller clubs, they won't get in. But a team that could have yeah. finished fourth or fifth in a bigger league, like like the Premier League, would get in. So yeah. you know that whole sporting integrity of the pre- of the Champions League is is starting to be a bit, not you know, it's it's favouring the big clubs in a way that the Super League really did, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's um, you do kind of worry when you look at the, like you say, the reforms of the Champions League. Is this just an extremely slow version mm-hmm. of what the big six were trying to fast track to? Yeah. Um, you know, because like you say, if they're they're going to just effectively reserve spots for certain clubs, mm. um, well, you know, what are we doing here? And yeah. and look, I've uh, rather like something Gary Neville said. I've got no issue with people making money in sport or in football. I, you know, that doesn't bother me. But it's when you want to take the entire thing for yourself yeah. and and make prerequisites that mean you are always in the driving seat. Well, no, sorry. I mean, that's 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 wrong. That's completely wrong. I mean, if you look at that big six, Manchester City are involved in it because they were bought by a billionaire ten years ago. Mm. I mean, before that, yeah, Man City were, were were kind of went you know Championship Premier League, didn't they? They kind of mm. bounced around a bit, and they were they were easily the well, they, the, the weaker partner in Manchester. What, talk, talking about Gillingham, you well, know, well, they, yeah, they, oh yeah, of course, they won yeah, that yeah. League One playoff against Gillingham. I don't know when it was, sort of, um, late nineties, I think, and yeah. know, in a crazy game that I think they were losing, and, and was an extra time winner or something. I know it kind of lives in Man City folklore that game against Gillingham in a League One yeah. playoff final, you know, which which we're looking to get into, you know, yeah. and then a few <laughs> years later, uh, I mean, yeah, Man City, a big club. I remember driving home. I used to live down in Surrey for a while, and driving home one night from work in Vista and getting to the big handicross roundabout at, um, at High Wycombe and it was absolute gridlock and I'm like what the hell is going on here and sort of it was slow moving traffic on the roundabout and everyone was nudging past everyone else summer evening windows down I kind of said to somebody in the car and I said, any idea what's going on and this broad Mancunian accent went yeah we're playing at Wanderers like this so it was like, <laughs> oh okay right so it was a load of Man City fans going to Wycombe yeah. you know and it yeah. was you know, they, they, they had a great time in League One. They filled stadiums and all of that sort of stuff. But, yeah, to get to a point now where, yeah, 15, 20 years later, you're you're trying to cut out every other club that might yeah. want to do that. Phoenix, you know, rise up through the divisions, get big backers. And, you know, crikey, you look at teams that are currently in our division, you know, the likes of Sunderland. Well, Sunderland are as big as, historically, as big as Man City. You know, they, yeah, they, oh, they won trophies, you know, back in the 50s or whenever it was years ago. They were a, a, a big stadium, a massive fan base. And if this guy that's taken over, who's a billionaire, suddenly puts money in, well, they could challenge Man City. But if at this point in time, Man City go, nope, we're pulling up the drawbridge, you can no longer challenge us. Yeah, yeah. utterly wrong. Utterly wrong. No, absolutely. And, and you know, to... to... We all know that what the real reason is here is that they're brands. They're brands that can be sold abroad. They can be sold for a huge amount of money to to broadcast rights and fans, shirt deals, all this sort of thing. That's what they're seen as. Yeah. They, they, the, the powers that be 
know full well that you know Nottingham Forest or Aston Villa have more history in Europe. Ooh. They don't give a damn about that. It doesn't matter. You know that that. Well, so what? We can't sell them at the moment. Nobody knows who they are. Yeah. That that's you know what the response will be, and that's that's the 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 centre of all of this is that it's all about how much money can be made. How can we maximise how much we make out of football, regardless of what it does to anyone else? And you know, for once, it's. Usually fan power is told to sit down and shut up and we're doing it anyway. We saw that with the reforms to the EFL trophy and whatever else. But but this really, you know, it kind of showed that, that fan power, you know, fought back and said, no, we, we don't accept this. And and a few people have made the good point, you know, if, if this noise was made about racism in the game, um, we'd probably see change a lot faster. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. You know, and, yeah. Yeah. And and rightly so, but yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing. I think it seems to have gone, but I don't think it's compl- I don't think it's dead. No, I, I think, think it will right. come back in different guises, yeah. and um, and I guess it, it it might also be a starting point for. I know the government are talking about um, a fan led review, um, which I know is 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 been yeah. you know touted for for quite a long time. Never happened. Um, no. I just hope it's not a kind of uh, oh let's. Let's get in the headlines and have Boris saying, oh, yes, no, we need to sort this out. And then two months down the yeah. line, it's forgotten about and nothing's done. Um, yeah. It, and, it, you know, it might be, right, let's ride the crest of the wave of fans being able to do something about things in football that are wrong uh, and hope that we can influence going forward. Yeah. And what needs to happen now, like you said, is this, this can't, this uh, review cannot, but this this must still happen. We yeah. can't think, oh, that's sorted. That's fine. Mm. We, you know, that we it has to still go through. We have to still keep pressure on UEFA and whoever else. That you know, we're not going to let you completely take the game away for for a small number of people, um, at the at the expense of at the expense of the rest of us. And it'll be interesting to see what, if any, punishment is given to those mm. six. I I highly doubt anything's going to happen. Um, I think they're, you, they're, you mentioned lawyers earlier in this about you know you you can't imagine yeah. that those big six haven't had their lawyers going through everything and and that's perhaps where we have a situation where in the past we you know we fell foul we we had a points deduction for a for a player that was not registered correctly because of a you know a fax machine error. And, yeah. and well we had a points deduction for that and and, and yeah. loads of clubs have had points deductions for stuff you know I, I see um, Graham Souness was saying you know it's not the fans fault it's not the players fault they shouldn't get points deductions and it's like well tell that to all the smaller clubs that have had points deductions but you kind yeah. of think maybe they won't you know who's got the most money if you know have, yeah. have uh, Man City and their hugely wealthy owners and, and all the other top those those six teams i would say top six and top six are they two of them are at the top and then the rest of them are still yeah. Yeah. somewhere else in the division but if their lawyers kind of get onto the case and, and say no you can't point to deduct us you know that that's money talking yeah and i'm sure the farcical nature of our one the one you mentioned there with eddie hutchinson wasn't it that we had sent his form, but the process in the conference at the time was you send the registration form and then you're supposed to call them to make sure they've received it. And apparently for him, we didn't do that. Some, yeah, I mean, what the minor. hell is that? Yeah. 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 Compare, so we got, I think it was a five point deduction for it that. Was. What do you get for <laughs> trying to <laughs> basically throw the rest of us under the, the proverbial bus, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, get a please I, don't do it again. 
and we'll be well exactly nice yeah yeah that's the other issue yeah. is, is with them saying okay we're not gonna absolutely destroy the whole sort of uh, ethics of football so we'll come back and play with you I, you know you just hope that they aren't given any concessions whatsoever in the future you no know, it's kind of, of course like you've been very very naughty clubs you can sit yeah. there you can sit there and shut up and the fans can have a talk now and they'll tell yeah. you what's important um, and i noticed the um the wording of i think it was spurs their tweet when they said they'd pulled out it became um we have uh it was something like we have pulled out of the group reviewing proposals <laughs> to form don't don't yeah, never mind now. all this review yeah. yeah 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 you were joining it don't don't now change it and like you say obviously a lawyer's been through that and said you need to word it like this don't don't make it obvious of what yeah. you're actually trying to do yeah. Yeah, there we go yeah uh, it's it's i'm sure as you said it'll be a topic that we come back to um if not yeah. the actual super league then then the uh the out oh, ramifications? No, oh, my brain's not working this morning. Uh, there's a there's a uh, <laughs> the the aftershock of of what's yeah. gone on um, that I'm sure will rumble on for for quite a while. Um, so I yeah the the next thing to talk about is back to proper football and Wimbledon, yeah. a team that you know that went up through the divisions and won a trophy. Um, not in this. <laughs> It's, that was the old Wimbledon. This is them again um, after a, after a hiatus. Um, but yeah, we went into that game thinking, right, if we can win the next four, I'd, I'd kind of done a few maths and looked at, well, if we win the next four, we'll be on this number of points. That's historically been enough. But oh, there's a lot of teams around us with games in hand, and and it just felt losing that game has made it really difficult now. To, to make yeah. the playoffs. I mean, when you first glance at the table, um it, it uh you kind of think, well, that there's yeah, a good chance and then you your eyes go across the uh games played column. Mm. And um yeah, I mean we we we've I think is it Charlton and Blackpool and Lincoln are the three above us and they all have two games in hand uh, on us. Yes, they do. Um yeah. so I mean, you have to feel Lincoln we're not really going to catch. Um, I mean, our maximum point finish, I think, is 74. That's right, yeah. They're on 72. So you, I, I think we can probably count that out. But, um, yeah, Blackpool and Charlton. I mean, Black, I mean, Charlton, maybe there's a chance we can catch them. I think it's, I think it's probably unlikely, hmm. but not impossible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> We're I've, kind of in that territory. I've done that. I've had a quick look. It's interesting you mentioned Lincoln at, at 72. Lincoln have a game in hand on Sunderland. Um, and they're both on the same right. number of points, but I think both of those they only need they both need a couple of points in their remaining games. You know, two points from fifteen for Lincoln, two points from twelve for Sunderland. I think they'll get those. That's that's assuming we're making an assumption here that we win the next three games. And if we do yeah. win the next three games, we need we need Pompey to drop three points. Um, they play Accrington twice, Wimbledon, which could be tough. And Bristol Rovers. Now, Pompey played Bristol Rovers on Saturday. Rovers have to win their remaining games and hope Wigan don't do get, get no points from their remaining games. So, this Saturday, Bristol Rovers might do us a favour, um, but you know that's that's relying on somebody, you know, Pompey to drop three points, and then we also need Charlton to drop seven points from their remaining five games. But again, yeah, so... Charlton play 
in this order, Peterborough, Crewe, Accrington, and then Lincoln and Hull. So they play Peterborough, Lincoln and Hull. Now, Hull are pretty much home and hosed. So that might be their last game of the season. Well, it would be, you know, it'll be Hull last game of the season. They might be on the beach by then. But equally, yeah. they're a very good side. And if they're relaxed, they could they could win it. You know, it's yeah. so although Charlton, yes, have got two games in hand, they've got three of the top four to play. And that's yeah. not going to be easy. Um, no, so, I mean, some funny old things happen at the end of seasons, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, you never know. But I, yeah, I, I just think, I mean, what an effort to win those three of mm. the four and then, you know, to sadly lose to Wimbledon. But yeah. um, I, I just think it's probably a bit too much of an ask now. Yeah. Um, but do you know what? I'm not actually that down about it. I think, I think next year is a big year for Oxford. Mm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with... If our season ended, if we lost the next three games and we ended there, okay, we don't want to do that. But I don't think there's, I, I think there's a lot of hope for next year. There's a lot that is, I, I think is, it's going to be an exciting season. I mean, we've got potential ownership change. Um, the the squad that we've got right now is is you know is pretty good, and it's it feels like a typical Carl Robinson season where I want it to last maybe five more games yeah, than we have. Yeah. I want to just see what we could do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I think a lot of fans have touched on this. We, we've, we next season, we're going to have to arrest this um, poor start thing. Mm. Um, there's nothing wrong with having a poor start if you can make it up in the second half, and, and us making it up in the second half of the season would be finishing in the playoffs. And if we manage that... Who cares that we had a bad start to the season? But um, yeah, I think yeah. we're going to have to take a take a look at that, really, aren't we? And... Yeah, it doesn't. It certainly doesn't help. It's, it, you're right, though. A point, you know, three points in the last game of the season are worth the same as three points in the first game of the season. But it does. Yeah, it does yeah, help. It does. Yeah, <laughs> Christ, win them all makes it a lot easier. But it, it, yeah, well, it, absolutely, it, yeah. it, we've made it hard for ourselves um, by having to really go on on a run and and get ourselves back up there and it's just that it is that frustrating we're just a little bit short in you know one or two areas you know you 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 want we've kind of got to know these players and then and they've done it for us and you want you know we all want them to be successful but there's there there also has to be a a kind of a really hard-headed cold-hearted look and go right we weren't quite good enough. We probably won't be quite good. Enough. We might. <laughs> they're yeah, still yeah, still touching yeah. wood and fingers crossed. It may happen. Yeah. But but even if it does, we made it hard for ourselves. You know, yeah, why, why shouldn't we look at Hull and Peterborough and go, that's what we want to do. We, we don't, you know, Peterborough missed out last season because of the points per game, and, you know, and dropping out of their playoff position. Wickham went into their playoff position and, you know, we know what happened after that. Peterborough this season were like that ain't going to happen again. We, you know, they they ensured that they well they certainly look like they're going to be one of the two that go up automatically, and we just need yeah. to be like I say, hard headed, cold hearted, and right. Do who do we need? We need to improve in certain areas, and it's 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 hard because like I say, we've you know I I love the guys that play for us. You know, they all seem decent fellas. And and you want them to succeed, but then players will come in. You know, these very few of these players were in the team that fifteen sixteen promotion season. You know, Josh mm. Ruffles was probably, and 
Sam Long was obviously around the club, but that's about it. And, you know, we love them and we love the current team. There'll be new players to love. And I think, we, yeah. you know, like you say, with potentially the, the ownership um, boardroom changes and maybe some finances coming in, you know, we look at one or two areas to really get some quality strengthening players in. And and, yeah. and whatever division we're in next season, if it's the championship, we give that a good go and try and stay in it. If we're still in League One, we make sure that we're we're, we're being chased. We're not having to do the, the catching up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one thing we can be happy of is that, barring a miracle, Swindon are down. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's looking pretty. I think they they need to. They're win seven adrift. Yeah. Yeah, seven adrift, and they've got nine points available. Yeah. So, and the teams they yeah. they look like you know the teams they've got to catch, uh, Wimbledon and Wigan, have both won four on the trot. So yeah. they're they're Good getting themselves out of it. Um, you know, maybe Wimbledon are the team that do us a favour against Portsmouth. Who knows? But uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think the bottom two probably wrote Bristol Rovers and Swindon look, look dead and buried. Rochdale are on a bit of a run and have got a game in hand, but that's going to be tight. So. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, whatever division we're in next season, it, we won't be playing Swindon. No, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, just realised we haven't actually talked about the Wimbledon game, have we? But we should no, probably we'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> touch on that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah a, a mad ninety seconds. Sort of James Henry yeah. sticking his hand out. Uh, you know, I think they said, "Oh, it was almost instinct." I, he knew what he was doing, but it wasn't. He didn't have time to think through what he was doing. You know, because I think no, if he did, no, you'd go. I tell you what, no, I'll let it go in. It's a goal. If I if I handle it, yes, there's a chance Jack will save it, but yeah, there's a chance he won't, and we're down to ten men. Uh, yeah, I think it's exactly what you said. I think it's just a complete moment of uh, I literally must stop the ball going in the net. Yeah. Um. And and, and you know and he sadly did that. I mean, I I know a few people had a go at him after the game, but I kind of think it. It, it it you know it's an honest error isn't it and it it was it was yeah people were comparing it to the playoff final last year yeah. uh, that error I mean for me I'm not no no I'm not getting into <laughs> I'm not getting into the bloody playoff final um, but yeah I you know it was uh, it's just a shame that because it's a three match ban isn't it I'm not sure it is a straight usually oh, really the, okay. yeah the vast majority of straight I'll have to double check this for the, for the maybe for the Twitter but. I think usually a straight red is is often for violent conduct, you know, a really right. Foul. Okay, um, and therefore that would would be a, a a three match ban, but I've got a feeling it's it's a one match ban. But I could be wrong. Okay, because um, it's kind of not violent. Yeah, conduct in the same or, way, if you get two yeah. yellows, I think that's a one match ban, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. So we move on. Um, we move on to the last three games: um, Plymouth, Shrewsbury, Burton. Um, yeah, teams who've got nothing to play for, which is pretty much all three of those, um, uh, they kind of worry me because, I don't know, it's, it's like all the, the pressure's gone mm. and they, they can can just really play football and yeah. um, it's as the pressure. But I don't know. I mean, like you say, they are all winnable. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, it's it's a, it's a really... It's a good set of fixtures to have if you need to win three games. Yeah. We We could have had worse fixtures than that. Um, we could have had three rele- relegation stricken clubs mm. or three people trying to get into the autos, you know. But I, th- I think it's um, it's not a bad set of fixtures to have to need to win three games. Um, 
I don't know. I I'm. Uh, I mean, we will do a pod next week, so I think there's only one game before that. But yeah, I I think we'll beat Plymouth. I'm going to go for a win. I'm going to say yeah. a two nil win. Yeah, and I'm 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 with you on that. They're, they're in a, a. I think that their minds are on the beach. They are safe. They're not going down. They're not going up. Um, they've kind of switched yeah. off a little bit, perhaps, and we we. We need that intensity. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go for a, for a three nil. I think we'll get yeah. we'll, and we'll all be looking at the table again and working it out, getting the calculators out and seeing who's got to play who and what's going to happen. So yeah. Yes. Anyway, yeah. Um, the usual housekeeping bits and pieces. If you if you're listening and you and you enjoy it, please let people know, like it, retweet it, all of that sort of stuff. Hi Tim. Hi Tim. Um, and hi to everybody else. Lots of people listening. Um, have we have we found out who who listens in Fiji, or was that just a one-off? No, still nothing. Okay. Still nothing. So hi Fiji. Um, hi people in Fiji. Hi Fiji. Um, yeah. VJ Singh, I think, is the only person, the, the golfer, he's the only person I know from Fiji. Well, I don't know. Oh, right, him, okay. but I know of him. <laughs> um, yeah. if, if it was him, hi VJ. Um, hi VJ. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back to talk about the Plymouth game and potentially playoffs let's wait and see it's going to be yeah, it's we'll going to see. be interesting and and of course between now and then all sorts of things could happen yeah but uh, anyway stay safe everyone look after yourselves and uh, we'll see you next time bye bye, bye.